أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان وبعد عن سيدنا أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه قال كان غلام يهودي يخدم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فمرض فأتاه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعوده فقعد عند رأسه فقال له أسلم فنظر إلى أبيه وهو عنده فقال أطع أبا القاسم عليه الصلاة والسلام فأسلم فخرج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يقول الحمد لله الذي أنقذه من النار رواه البخاري so this is the chapter with regards to, uh, uh, with regards to, uh, amongst other things, visiting the sick, and so this is a a uh, um, an instance in which Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam visited a sick person, and it's a very special instance that Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiallahu taala anhu he said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam there was a, a a young Jewish boy who used to do errands for him sometimes, and uh, uh, you know. Some, serve him sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he became ill and the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam went to visit him and uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam sat next to his his head and he said to him aslim he said to him submit to allah ta'ala and so the little boy he looked to his father the little boy he looked to his father who was with him as well and his father said to him obey abul qasim meaning obey the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so that person, he said, he said, yes, I submit, I accept Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ, he uh, left from that, uh, uh, from that, from that uh, visitation, and said, Alhamdulillah, may Allah Taala be praised, who saved him from the fire. It's a hadith of Bukhari. Indeed, the boy actually died from that, from that illness. He died from that illness shortly after, thereafter, and. Um, you know, I think people are, they're like real conversion happy, you know, and da'wah has become this kind of weird thing where people, I don't know, they have this thing that, this idea that if somehow like I do my hair real nice and like uh, say please and thank you real good and like and whatever, then people like, you know, it will affect whether people become Muslims or not. So obviously don't be like a knucklehead, you know, because that's probably not going to help, but at the same time. The best way you can make da'wah is first, primarily, like the basis of da'wah is to live your Islam properly. Um, and so this whole kind of preoccupation of what people think about you, it takes weird twists and turns. So some people will be like, oh, I'm not going to pray because it's bad for da'wah. No, it's actually really good for da'wah, so just go ahead and pray. And, uh, you know, because what will people think, you know? And uh, that, that type of thing, I, I don't find any precedent for it amongst the salaf except for in very extreme cases. Um, obviously a person shouldn't like open themselves up to get la- getting lampooned and things like that but that's like a very extreme extreme circumstance you know um, that, that, that most circumstances aren't like that you know uh, in fact the, the culture that we live in fasting and praying is probably going to earn you much more respect than than than, uh, uh, than 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 problems so and if it does earn you problems it the law is such that there's a, a limit to how much people can retaliate from you for doing those things, and it's 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 very it's basically it's protected. It's a protect. These are all protected activities by the Constitution of the United States of America. So that's one thing. But um, look at the da'wah of the Prophet through his akhlaq. If he didn't care, if he's like, oh, it's just a kafir, or if it's just like whatever, he didn't care to visit, or I'm busy. I'm the messenger of Allah, I have like Badr and Uhud to go to, I don't have time for like, you know, some kid who got sick or whatever, then that person wouldn't have entered into the deen. And if it's something that is, you know, visiting the sick is something that's powerful enough that it will bring people who are outside of the deen to the deen. And I've read the janazah of people before who have never prayed a salat in their life. I've read the janazah of people who have accepted Islam on their deathbeds. Several, I know of several of them. I know I've read the janazah of at least one, um, and I'm trying to think. I know another several of of them that, like, mashallah, I've heard from my own, uh, you know, people that I know very well that they gave the janazah to people on their, or sorry, gave the shahada to people on their deathbeds. Um, there's one brother who's from Chicago, 
and he's overseas right now, working overseas. He said that both his grandmother and his sister, both of who are very staunch evangelical Christians, both of them, they took the Shahada on their deathbed. I mentioned the story maybe here as well from before as about a brother I knew from Seattle. His mother, she took, she, she took the Shahada on her deathbed. The brother that, that, that whose janazah I read, uh, uh, he uh, literally it was just some like dudes. They're not even like frequent at the masjid, you know. They were just nice guys. And so their co-worker, their co-worker got sick and uh, he got cancer. It just it happens. And so they would just go visit him at, at the uh, at the hospital and like, sneak in like you know, whatever tasty ethnic food that you know they they had, and he like enjoyed it. And they would just visit him, and he he just like asked them about the dean, and they told him, and he took shahada, and like literally like hours later he slipped into a coma and he never came out of it. He died from it, and so uh, you know he, he's a person who never prayed one salat, he's a person who never fasted, never made hajj, never any of those things yet. It was one of the most Mubarak janazas that I ever attended. It was a, 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 there was a lot of ruhani and spirituality in that in that in that in that janaza, and a lot of people came. And it wasn't like because it was announced or like hyped up or whatever. It just so happened that there were a lot of people in the masjid for the salat that his uh, that, that that his janaza followed, and a, a lot of people came to the graveyard. I mean, it was a very it was very interesting. It was a very interesting and strange. Uh, 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 um, a funeral, and none of his family were there. It was all just strangers, uh, and so these things happen. This is the faith of what of practicing your practicing your deen. So uh, you know, cooking cooking food and bringing it to somebody who just you know they're they're not doing well. Um, that's that's where you'll see the barakah in these things. And even if the person doesn't convert, it's still the reward of a person is mahfuz with Allah Taala. It's protected with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's not. Uh, it's not something that's, uh, uh, you know, oh, you know, we didn't bag this one, and so, you know, it's like you didn't get the commission or whatever. The reward is all mahfuz with Allah Taala. It's just sometimes you'll see the barakah of, 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 uh, uh, of, of, of the goodness of that act will actually do something strange, and it happens so much that it doesn't. It's not strange anymore. But uh, this is the the power of visiting the sick, and if this is the effect it will have on a, on a person of another faith then how much effect will it have on a Muslim? Many Muslims are estranged from Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Many of them will admit it openly and like say kind of dumb things on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I don't say, I realize this, like I, I say like dumb and stupid all the time. And uh, it's not very good, you know, it's not like your kids don't say that to people. But the point is not to insult other people. The point is that, you know, some of those things, people regret saying them afterward, whether when they get older in this life or they'll regret it on the Yom Al-Qiyamah, because they'll say that wasn't the most intelligent thing to have said. And some of them will say those things, some some of them will not even say those things, you know, but they'll they'll harbor the same feelings inside of their hearts. And all it takes is somebody to come and visit them, just say, you know, it's, you know we came to visit you because you're sick. They even You don't even have to mention it's a sunnah. You don't even have to mention it's because you're sick. People figure, people figure these things out. It comes in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. Shaitan will come to a person when they're dying. When they're dying, like in the throes of death. That's why it, the sunnah, he'll talk about it later, but the sunnah is when somebody's dying, like you feel like they're about to leave this world, then you just repeat, you say, La ilaha illallah. And you know, just after like a minute, La ilaha illallah, you just keep repeating it. Not like like super like just la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah not like that, but just keep repeating it every every couple of minutes, right? And uh, um, you just keep repeating, keep repeating it, uh, uh, you know, as long as that person's with you. And then when they pass, they pass. The 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 ulama they say don't say to the person say la ilaha illallah. They say just just you yourself say it. Don't tell that person quote say la ilaha illallah unquote. Because that person, it comes in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, when the person is dying, shaitan will come to that person and uh, uh, say to him things like, die on the deen of the Yahud, die on the deen of the Nasara. Die as a Christian and Jesus will, like, die for your sins and you'll receive all this grace and, you know, maybe the Torah is this and that and, you know, whatever. He'll say all these kind of strange insinuations to a person at that time. And that person, because as the closer you get to Mot, the closer you get to death, the more of the, the, the barzakh and the kind of unseen things they start to become like manifest to you. 
So a person will literally see shaitan in, a, in, in the form of a person trying to do this to them. And so that person will say, no, no. And if you say to them, say, la ilaha illallah, and they're saying no, they're not saying no to you, they're saying no to shaitan. But the, the, hukum, the, the, the hukum of the lies, if somebody says, you say to them, say, la ilaha illallah, and it seems like they're saying no to you, the hukum is kufr, and then you have to like, make takfir of the person, and like, you can't give bread their janazah and everything. So it puts you in a bad situation. So they say, what? Don't, don't, don't say, say, la ilaha illallah, just, repeat, just remind that person. They'll know, they'll take the cue if they're, if they're, if they're clocking out. Um, but the idea is that these things, like when you visit a person, it's even if they're they are a Muslim, you you know you going in a good way, um, a great amount of estrangement with Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Whether that person dies at that time or not, a great amount of that estrangement you can relieve it through your good character, good conduct, and your just showing of love to a person, because people just want to see that that, that somebody loves them. Uh, and it makes them feel human again. And the whole idea with the deen is if you can re- restore somebody to their fitrah, to their aboriginal nature, um, then the deen makes a whole lot of sense to the person. It's just uh, when they're when they're uh, you know when they're not when when they're not at that point, then it doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So this is a very beautiful example of Rasulullah visiting someone when they're ill and it making uh, like extreme amount of difference in their life. So fine if somebody doesn't like whatever you know accept it take shahada from you know leaving their previous religion that's fine maybe you just visit someone who had a cold and they just see you and they're like okay you know uh, look the sunnah is so beautiful and they increase some somewhat in their love for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam even that's that's like a big deal that's like a that's a really good thing that comes from from this amongst other good things and amongst the the fact that you get so much reward Babu mai yud'a lil maridi the chapter with regards to the uh, uh, what, uh, what chapter regarding uh, what uh, uh, what dua should be made for for the marid how a person should call on Allah Taala for the benefit of the sick. Sit, sit over there, please. Thank you. An Aisha radiallahu taala anha. Who? Aisha radiallahu anha. An Aisha radiallahu taala anha. An Nabiya sallallahu alaihi wasallam kana idha shtaka al-insanu shay'a minhu. أو كانت به قرحة قرحة أو جرح قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بأصبعه هكذا ووضع سفيان بن عيينة الراوي سبابته بالأرض ثم رفعها بسم الله تربة أرضنا بريقة بعضنا يشفى به سقيمنا بإذن ربنا متفق عليه. So uh, 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 Sayyidatuna Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها narrates that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when somebody uh, would complain about uh, some sort of pain or they had some sort of uh, 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 wound or, or, or injury uh, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم uh, he would take his finger like such, and the narrator Sufyan bin Uyena he he put his his uh, 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 his finger into the earth, and the earth here means what? Uh, I, I the the Said Tayyib uh, 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 means what? It means the earth, like like the dirt or sand or rock or whatever it is, the things that you can make tayammum from. Tayammum is made from what? Al ardu. It's the ajnas al-ard. This is the different types of earth. So it's like, um, it's like dirt, soil, sand, rocks, um, just unprocessed earth, right? And so the idea is that the earth also has some sort of spiritual property to it, just like water has spiritual property to it. Uh, you make wudu from the water, and you, when you don't have the water, you can also make tahara from the earth. This is actually one of the things that the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they used to make sajda on the earth. It's for that reason that Malik considered it mildly uh, 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 preferable that a person, when they make sajda, they should make sajda on the earth. And indeed, the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was no barrier between people and the, people and the, 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 the sand of Medina Munawwara. Uh, and so he, uh, he he put his finger in the earth, uh, and he mixed it with his saliva, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And he would say that uh, he would say that, and then he would raise it, and then uh, and then touch the uh, 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 touch the wound, 
and he would uh, he would say with it uh, um, in the name of Allah uh, uh, the dirt of our of our of our the the dirt of our land um, mixed with with our uh, saliva Allah make it ya Allah make it uh, uh, shifa make it a uh, um, a cure for our ill ill for the ill amongst us by the permission of our Lord. So this is what he used to do, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, obviously, you know, someone might be like, "Oh my God, you're gonna put like dirt in someone's wound and things like that, right?" Okay, maybe like in the city, especially, it may not be a good idea. Um, but that's the that's the badia. That's like the open desert, and so those things are pure and clean, and there's a shifa in them. Now, this is a completely anecdotal, so I don't want someone to, you know, you, mashallah, your friends from the medical field go all empirical up on me and things like that. But, you know, there is shifa in like natural things. Uh, uh, the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the, made the earth a certain way and He made the body a certain way. And when stuff is natural, things, you know, happen. So if, I guess it's not really good to be super clean after all because then you'll develop allergies as a kid and like hyper like you know your immune over overreaction to everything and like maybe it is good to have some exposure to to like natural antigens as a kid and uh you know maybe it is good to have some bacteria in your gut instead of being all uh antibioticized all the time and maybe it is good to, you know like when i was in the badia in in mauritania like uh um so many of my illnesses just went away uh like for example uh, like my skin got a lot better particularly the skin in, in my feet. It got a lot. Why? Because just walk around in sand all the time. Uh, there's not really a need for, the need for shoes there is for thorns. Otherwise, if there's no thorns in a certain, in a certain place, uh, really there's no need for shoes to walk in the sand. Uh, and it's really nice. It actually feels nice as well. Um, or for example, this is a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam um, that's narrated that he used to, the, 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 the rain, or specifically the first rain of the, the year, he used to, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would go outside and he, he would make dua and he would uh, let it rain on him. Why? Because the rain is a sign of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Now, if, you're, if you have a cold and it's like, like late November and like, like whatever, 38 degrees outside, then please don't go out in the rain and then blame your sickness on the sunnah of the Prophet But at the same time, uh, uh, you know, like when I was in, when I was studying in Pakistan, the heat, it, it, there's a, the dry part, of the, there's like two summers. The first part is the dry part and the second part is the monsoon, like the rainy part of the summer. Um, the heat in the dry part of the summer in Lahore is like unbearable. It's like 126 degrees and things like that. It's 50 degrees centigrade. It's just unbearable. And you just, I have heat rash all over my body. And, uh, you know, I'm a big guy as well. So I kind of like built more for the cold than, than, than for the heat. And like, it was just so like difficult. It was unbearable. Like at the, if the fans would, so we didn't have an AC in the madrasa. Yeah, no AC. <laughs> but like even the fans when load shedding, when the, when they would like, you know, the, the power outages would happen, the fans would stop. And I would know because I would sweat so much and start burning my eyes. It would wake me up in the middle of the night. And that's in the, in, in the night, it's that hot. Um, I was, I remember visiting a friend of mine uh, or uh, another student in their house and they had an AC and the AC was on full blast. It was like wonderful. And there was a thermostat, a thermometer in the room and it was like 90 degrees. But like 90 degrees feels like, feels, it feels magical like when it's 127 outside, 126 outside. You know what I mean? So that's like almost like it's almost 40 degrees difference. You know what I mean? So you open the door and you're like, ah, it's so cool. But like you're looking around, everyone's sweating. Uh, uh, that's how hot it is, right? So the first rain of the, the first rain uh, or of the monsoon, I thought, okay, I read about this, you know, so why not try it out? Uh, so I put on my, my dhoti and like, you know, my, my, my izar, I just put on my waist wrap, went outside, got rained on. Uh, um, uh, and uh, uh, one of the really strange things that happened was the skin rash was all gone. The heat rash was completely gone. It's like, uh, it just kind of like sloughed off, it calloused off and it was just done, you know? And uh, um, it's not because the coolness of the rain either. There's something else as well. Because I used to take cool showers as, uh, and it didn't do it. But something, Allah Ta'ala put some shifa, that that rain comes at the right time. Uh, and, uh, it, it, you know, it, it gives you exactly what you need. So this is, mashallah, people used to live a life that was like in tune with the earth. I don't want to be like over hippie and things like that. But it was, you know, people should have that. People should do that. It's good. Go, you know, go camping for 
for a week and like you know do like just live kind of basic and things like that because there's something a lot that put some shifa on the earth and uh, uh, you know our forefathers mashallah were connected enough that they knew what that was and now we're like mashallah sitting in cars driving from one side of the Walmart to the other and then wondering why you know we don't feel so good um, anyhow وعنها رضي الله تعالى عنها أن أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يعود بعض أهله يمسح بيده اليمنى ويقول اللهم رب الناس أذهب البأس إشي أنت الشافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما متفق عليه. You mind popping the light on? Thanks. MashaAllah. Ain't nobody at the door, right? Alhamdulillah. So uh, 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 Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, she uh, narrates also that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa when he used to visit some of his relatives, he would uh, uh, wipe them or touch them with his right hand. He would wipe his right hand over them. And he would say, Allahumma rabban nas, uh, O Allah, Lord of, Lord of, of men, adhib al-bas, uh, 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 drive far away uh, difficulty, ishfi anta shafi, uh, cure, you're the cure. La shifa'a illa shifa'uka. There is no cure except for your cure. Shifa'a la yuhadiru saqman. Such a cure that leaves behind no illness. Um, and this is la shifa'a illa shifa'uka is another expression of la ilaha illallah. This is part of the, the secret that Allah Ta'ala's names have. That all of his, all of his uh, different uh, uh, asma' and sifat, all of his different names and attributes, that when a person calls on Allah Ta'ala by the name Allah, he's calling on all of them at the same time. Uh, he's calling on all of them at the same time. And so a person says, La shifa'a illa shifa'uka. What are they saying? They're saying, La ilaha illallah. Uh, and this is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, also his understanding of Allah and understanding of the universe and understanding the way things are, how to, how to uh, uh, benefit from this connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So he used to mention the attribute of Allah's shifa. Shafi, the name of Allah who is a Shafi and his uh, attribute of Shifa and negating the Shifa of anyone else that the Asl Shifa, the Asl cure for everything only comes from him. He is the effective, he is the, 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 uh, uh, the, the effective uh, cure and there are intermediate cures in the middle, things that his command goes through. Sometimes it will happen directly without any intermediary and sometimes in his Hikmah he chooses to put his cure through certain things. But uh, uh, it all comes from him, Jalla wa'ala. And this is something everyone should, you guys should all remember it, inshallah. You have like kids, wife, kids, things like that. Uh, loved ones, people that, you know, you can't just call Mulana Saab for everything. Mashallah, you should be Mulana Saab yourself, you know, in some things. Uh, so you should remember these, right? You work, at, you work in like hospitality type stuff, right? So you should, this is, this is your business to know these types of things, right? So, Allahumma rabban nas, adhib al-ba's. Inshallah, your loved ones, you can treat them by Allah Ta'ala's uh, leave through these uh, Mubarak words of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma rabban nas adhib al-ba's ishfi anta shafi la shifa'a illa shifa'uka. So whoever missed it, you can... You can look up the hadith and you can also, you know, listen on the SoundCloud if you want to, inshallah. Uh, so these are good, you know, people should know these. I remember the first time, you know, there's a, a famous preacher in the Arab world, Habib Ali, who I guess there's some dust up about some political stuff later on, which I don't, I mean, this was like way before any of that. This was back in the good old days when all the dictators were doing fine, and there was, <laughs> if you told Arab Spring to people, they say, shut up, they're going to arrest us, and like, you know, and it would end right there, alhamdulillah, this is back in the good old days. So I, I met him when I was a student in, in, uh, um, in Abu Dhabi, and uh, um I, 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 rushed to, I rushed to meet him. He gave the khutbah in the masjid. It was a really beautiful khutbah. And then my shoes were way on the other side of the masjid. And he goes, uh, he goes oh, what are you doing right now? I'm like, nothing. He's like, why don't you come with me? There's like a land cruiser just pulled up right to the door of the, right next to the door of the mihrab. So I was like, okay, we just buy shoes later, right? <laughs> so I just went, I went bare feet with him like the whole day. 
And uh, um, so we went from place to place. People would bring their little babies, you know, and say like, oh, you know, make dua for my baby. So he'd make dua and then he'd hand me the baby. And I'm like, what am I supposed to say? He's like, you know, some duas, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, just whatever, you know, just read it. It's, you know, it's good. Alhamdulillah, that's nice. You guys also, inshallah, take your children and whatever, you know, you know, Rabbana atana fid dunya hasana or whatever dua, you know, just say it. If you don't know any of the duas, masnoon duas, then, you know, say your own dua in whatever language you know. But it's good also. There's benefit in all of these things. There's nothing better than the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the words that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi transmits from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, you know, it's good. Pick up a baby, make dua, you know. It's, it's good, alhamdulillah. It's, inshallah, if you want ijazah, then I give all of you ijazah to do that, inshallah. You know, be good people. Use your mouth not to... Uh, curse other people or speak lies you know say the haq be nice to people and whatnot inshallah Allah will put barakah also in the dua that you make with the mouth that you use read read Quran to do good things with and when you make dua for people Allah will put barakah in it inshallah in fact one of the great one of the great uh, reasons for a prayer being accepted is the yaqeen with which it's made uh, with the, the yaqeen with which it's made one Sayyidina Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu أنه قال لثابت رحمه الله ألا ألا أريك برقية رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال بلى قال اللهم رب الناس مذهب البأس إشفي أنت الشافي لا شفاء إلا أنت ولا شافي لا شافية إلا أنت شفاء لا يغادر سقما رواه البخاري سيدنا أنس رضي الله تعالى عنه he said to Thabit, uh, Thabit al-Bunani, uh, who is one of the great narrators from Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, he left Medina Munawwara as a mujahid in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he settled Basra. Uh, 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 he took it up as a new home after Medina Munawwara, not out of wanting to leave Medina, but because of the reward that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi described for going out in the path of Allah Taala and described for um, uh, stationing stationing oneself at the, uh, the 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 frontiers and the outposts of Darul Islam in order to protect the homeland and to protect the Haramain Sharifain and to protect the Muslims and so the people who are here as well you know if you're the point you're the reason you're here is because you know. Uh, you like the malls here better than you like them in Bangladesh or whatever, then maybe you're not receiving a whole lot of reward. Maybe this is going to backfire. Like Sheikh Amin said when the great orange one uh, uh, made his triumphal entrance, if you're, here to, uh, if, if you're here for the sake of Allah, you'll be okay. If you're here to milk the fat cow, you're in trouble. Uh, so, but if you're here as you know, a person who's, uh, who's, who's a murabit, fi sabilillah, that you wish to that the memory of Allah and His Rasul وسلم, and His Deen is kept alive in, in even the darkest of places. They may not be dark in the sense that their electricity supply is fairly stable, mashallah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but like materialism, the fact that people go years of their life without remembering who Allah Taala is or thinking about anyone other than the self, that has a type of darkness that comes with it. And uh, it's not something that's seen by the eye, but it's seen by people of vision. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so this is Sayyidina Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu was in Basra for that reason. And so Thabit al-Bunani, he had a very long life. Rasulullah sallallahu made a lot of dua for him for barakah. And because of that, he had an extremely long life. He never became ill. They say even he didn't used to sneeze ever. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu made so much dua for his health, his barakah, because since he was a little kid, like basically since he was this age, right? He would he would just uh, serve the Prophet sallallahu So imagine every time he does something for Rasulullah sallallahu he's receiving more dua, more dua, more, and that's incorporated in him while he's growing up. Uh, and so very few people received as much dua from the Prophet sallallahu as frequently as he did. Uh, and so, uh, so he had a, he lived to a very lo- like long age. Imam Abu Hanifa actually meets him and hears hadith from him. That's how how old he is. Imam Abu Hanifa is like born in seventy something after Hijra, um, and so he's like he's in his nineties at, at the bare minimum. He lives until his nineties. Uh, so uh, so he says to Thabit al Bunani, who is uh, 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 one of his one of the narrators who narrates from him. Um, he he says to Thabit, he says, should I not show you? The ruqya, the uh, uh, um, the the he- healing words that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to use, the words that he used to use to heal people, um, the healing words of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So he says, "Indeed, uh, tell me, uh, indeed tell me." 
And so Sayyidina Anas bin Maliki gives words that are similar to the words that were narrated above. So, Allahumma Rabban Nas, O Allah, the Lord of men, Mudhib al Bas, the one who drives off uh, uh, difficulty. The one is the first, the previous hadith is Adhib al Bas, meaning drive away the difficulty. It's an imperative form, it's a verb. This is Mudhib al Bas, O Allah, the one who, who drives away difficulty. Ishfi anta Shafi, that's the same cure, you're the cure. La Shafia illa ant. The last one is La Shifa'a illa Shifa'uk. There's no cure but your cure. Here it says there's no cure except for you. Shifa'a la yughadiru saqman. Such a cure in both of them. Then the last part is such a cure that doesn't leave behind any sickness. And this is not, uh, I mean, the meaning of the, both of them is roughly the same. And it's not a part of the Quran. So there's no harajan. And the wording being a little bit different. And sometimes Rasulullah himself would say different words perhaps. Or maybe it's the narrator. Um, but you can see that even if the, the narr- two narrators are narrating two different wordings for them, uh, the meaning is, is almost exactly the same. And that's the worst case scenario. It's very, uh, it's, it's very uh, probable that these are actually narrations of two different occasions in which the Rasul was reading these. Because they're narrated one by Aisha, one by... Anas radiyallahu and he said, Oh Allah, cure Sa'd. Oh Allah, cure Sa'd. Oh Allah, cure Sa'd. And repeating dua with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not a bad thing. If you ask a person again and again, they'll get annoyed. Every time you ask Allah ta'ala again, He, he loves to hear uh, every time you say it, every time you ask. And there's reward in it. It's not nagging or whatever, because Allah ta'ala is not, you're not going to wear Him out. Rather, it's a, 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 an expression of slavehood and humility. Rasulullah if he had made dua, it would have been accepted the first time. But this is his humility that he, he, he would beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of an expression of his slavehood to him, Jalla wa'ala. When an Abi Abdullahi Uthmana ibn Abil Asi radiallahu ta'ala anhu annahu shaka ila Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam waj'an يَجِدُهُ فِي جَسَدِهِ فَقَالَ لَهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ ضَعْ يَدَكَ عَلَى الَّذِي يَعْلَمْ مِنْ جَسَدِكَ وَقَالَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ ثَلَاثًا وَقُلْ سَرِي وَقُلْ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ ثَلَاثًا وَقُلْ سَبْعَ مَرَّاتٍ أَعُوذُ بِعِزَّةِ اللَّهِ وَقُدْرَتِهِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا أَجِدُ وَأُحَاذِرُ Al-Mukannabi Abdullahi, he said that he complained to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, of a pain that he found in his body. So Rasulullah this time he taught him, this is what you should do. This is your kind of self, you can self-medicate here. He says he taught him, this is what you should do. Put your hand, uh, 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 put your hand, yani your, your right hand on the, uh, on the part of your uh, body that's hurting. And say Bismillah three times in the name of Allah three times, and then say seven times A'udhu bi Izzatillahi wa Qudratihi min Sharri ma Ajidu wa Uhadir. He says. He says. Then say. But then after saying Bismillah three times, say I seek refuge in the uh, uh, might of Allah and in His power uh, from the evil of what I find and what I fear. Evil here not being like uh, like you know Batman fighting the Joker or something like evil, but evil as in like misfortune or bad circumstance, right? So you know if a person has pain somewhere, then they can say this as well three times Bismillah, um, uh, put their hand on it on the p- 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 pain and say three times what Bismillah, and then seven times A'udhu bi Izzatillahi. I seek refuge uh, in the dignity of Allah wa Qudratihi and His uh, power. Min sharima ajidu uhadiru from the from the from the evil of the 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 pain I find and that I, that I'm afraid of that I have fear of or apprehension from. One said, Ibn Abbas radiallahu taala anhuma an al Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Qala man adam maridan. 
قال من عاد مريضا لم يحضره أجله فقال عنده سبع مرات أسأل الله العظيم رب العرش العظيم أن يشفيك إلا عافاه الله من ذلك المرض رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن وقال الحاكم حديث صحيح على شرط البخاري Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas May Allah be pleased with both of them They, they married from the Prophet وسلم, The one who visits a sick person uh, who That's not their time to die uh, that They visit a sick person And that visitation is not at the, their appointed time to die And they say When they're with that person seven times uh, I ask Allah The mighty As'alullah al-azimah Rabb al-arsh al-azimi the Lord of the, the, the Magnificent Throne, and uh, Yashfiyaka, uh, that, uh, that He should cure you. So, As'alullah al-Azimah, Rabb al-Arsh al-Azim, and Yashfiyaka. So that's very simple words, you say it seven times. As'alullah al-Azimah, Rabb al-Arsh al-Azim, and Yashfiyaka. I ask Allah Ta'ala, the Azim, the Magnificent, the Lord of the Magnificent Throne, to what? To cure you. Uh, except for that person will recover from that illness eventually. Uh, someone will say, well, if they're going to die, no, sometimes someone doesn't recover from the illness. Uh, that No, the Allah Ta'ala will give them cure, give them respite from that illness, inshallah. Uh, unless it's their time to die, inshallah, Allah will give them respite from that illness. وَعَنْهُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُمَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ دَخَلَ عَلَىٰ أَعْرَابِيٍّ يَعُودُهُ وكان إذا دخل على من يعوده قال لا بأس الطهور إن شاء الله رواه البخاري and said Abdullah bin Abbas رضي الله تعالى عنه also narrates that he entered upon a a Bedouin to visit him and when he used to and he said something that he used to say when he used to visit people which is who are sick which is what uh, is uh, he said la baqsa tahurun insha'Allah, which is very like a very simple thing to say. He's like, yeah, don't uh, uh, you know, don't worry, insha'Allah, the difficulty you're going through, it's uh, a cleansing for you. He, it's a cleansing for you, uh, and that's also meant to be what, like to cheer people up, and that's some people are like they go in all grim and like, oh, we're visiting the sick, and it's a reminder of death. Yani, you're gonna die now. So I'm going to take a reminder and we're all going to be sad and grim. They like, mashallah, get little little pre-janaza party going on. Uh, uh, and that's not, that's not cool. You're not supposed to do that to people. You, you, if you have that inside of you, that's fine. Uh, in fact, it's a sunnah to carry. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mutawasilul ahzan. Or al-huzun. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would go from one grief to another. Without any respite between them, he was mutawasil. Wasala yasilu means to arrive or to connect. He was mutawasilul ahzan. That all of his griefs they got together and they like basically spread all all over. That's literally what it means that they got together and they spread through his entire life. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Such that there was no there's no gap between any of them. He would just go from one grief to another to another to another. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But at the same time, he was also the one who used to smile when he visited people and he would make people feel better, which means what? The grief is okay inside. It's a sign of your piety if you carry it with you. But if you're going around like bumming people out and stuff like that, there's a part of the sunnah that you're missing. So it's better, okay, lighten up your grief a little bit and, uh, uh, and, and like just be happy enough that you don't like bum people out. Because this is a, a rule in the, in the deen. With exception to the fardain, like the five times daily prayer and fasting Ramadan, hajj and things like that. With the exception of fardain, that, that sin that hurts other people is worse than the one that hurts yourself. And that good deed that benefits other people is worth more than the, the, the good deed that only benefits you. There may be some exceptions to this, like specific, but in general, this is a principle in the deen. So Rasulullah sallallahu one of the things he would do is all these words that heal people and cure people. One of the things that he'd also do is like go and, and like say something to cheer them up. You know, it's, inshallah, it's, you're going to Jannah, inshallah. You know, you're, you, this, is, this is cleaning you. This is making you more beautiful in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It'll be okay. It's good to tell people it'll be okay, inshallah. Sometimes you just need to hear it from somebody and it helps a lot. 
Uh, and also you yourself, when someone says it to you, don't be like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going through this and that and other thing. That, that part of you, just calm it down a little bit. It's okay. You know, you can believe people when they say good things to you. It's okay to believe things. When people say good things to you, it's okay to believe that. You know, there are some people like, you know, uh, someone goes to their spouse and says, oh, you're so handsome, you're so beautiful. No, you're just saying that. <laughs> okay, you're ugly. Like, what do you want me to say? Now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't be like that. If someone says something nice to you, just say Alhamdulillah and, 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 and like, you know, be like, oh, that's very nice of you and things like that. Don't try to constantly be waking up from the matrix all the time the good matrix so they have to make like the evil matrix so you'll be happy don't don't be like that and if you don't watch movies and then you don't get that good for you make, make dua for me inshallah uh but yeah that's 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 what rasulullah sallallahu used to do um and some people uh, you know they just i mean if they weren't scared of the sickness they had from before when they visit then they'll 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 be scared and that's not cool one said abi sa'id al-khudri radiyallahu ta'ala anhu anna جبريل أتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا محمد اشتكيت قال نعم قال بسم الله أرقيك من كل شيء يؤذيك من شر كل نفس أو عين أو عين حاسد الله يشفيك بسم الله أرقيك سيدنا أبو سعيد الخضري رضي الله تعالى عنه نريتت Angel Jibril عليه السلام once came to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and asked him, are you, are you, do, you, do you complain of any illness or are you in, in any pain? And Rasulullah said, what did he say? He said, yes. Which is something important to understand, which is Rasulullah wasn't like a, a, a you know, like, like some sort of like spiritual android that Allah Ta'ala sent to the earth that didn't go through difficulty or any of that stuff. Rather, he was very human. He's unlike people in the way he dealt with his pain and suffering. But he was extremely human in his vulnerability, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Extremely human in his vulnerability. He had everything difficult that a person could have had happen to them, he had happened to him, like more intense and without respite. So this is very, you know, if you, you know, this is a very like telling, you know, uh, 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 um, hadith that the angel Jibreel himself came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and said, do you, do you have any, like, are you in any pain? And he said, yes. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah Ta'ala uh, reward him on behalf of, of the Ummah The best reward that a Nabi can receive from an Ummah Because of the pain and suffering A he went through And that B he kept to himself in order to, uh, in order to get the job done in, in, in delivering the message Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So when the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam answered Yes that I'm in pain uh, 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 The angel Jibreel uh, uh, He said some words by which to teach him And then through that the Ummah is taught that I read the words of, of healing in the name of Allah from everything that, that, that afflicts you and from every, uh, the evil of every soul or the evil of every jealous eye. Allah Ta'ala, may He cure you. Uh, uh, in the name of Allah, I read these healing words over you. So that's also again. These are very small. These are very small and short words a person can learn and read and say to their loved ones. So Bismillahi arqika min kulli shayin yudhika min shari kulli nafsin aw aini hasidin Allahu yashfika Bismillahi arqika. When Sayyidina Abi Sa'id al Khudri radiyallahu taala anhu wa Abi Hurairah radiyallahu taala anhu annahuma. شهد على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال من قال لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر صدقه صدقه ربه فقال لا إله إلا أنا وأنا أكبر وإذا قال لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له قال يقول لا إله إلا أنا وحدي لا شريك لي وَإِذَا قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا لِيَ الْمُلْكُ وَلِيَ الْحَمْدُ وَإِذَا قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِي وَكَانَ يَقُولُ مَنْ قَالَهَا فِي مَرَضِهِ ثُمَّ مَاتَ لَمْ تَطْعَمْهُ النَّارِ رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن
Sayyidina Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhum, both of them bore witness that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, whoever says, La ilaha illallah wallahu akbar, there is no God except for Allah and Allah is greater. Allahu Akbar is uh, a hadith, uh, sorry, jumla fihi hadh. This is what they call in liter- literature uh, uh, ellipse. Uh, um, that's when you don't say something, and what you don't say is like what you're saying. Uh, I can't think of like any any uh, uh, examples that are appropriate right now because most of them are like in the form of like inappropriate jokes or whatever. But sometimes you know the word you don't say is more is, when you say when when you say a sentence, right? Like um, uh, you know, if I say for example. Uh, um, Hmm, let's see something like a, something very common like you you, you know like the the uh, like god bless what am i going to say is the next w- word america right or whatever right i'm running for whatever if i'm running for president you just say it and then it, the, the whole crowd will say it even though you don't have to say it they'll finish it for you it's that obvious but the fact that you didn't say it, it actually highlights that that word even more so allahu akbar is a sentence that has hadf, it has ellipse in it Means God is. It doesn't mean God is great, nor does it mean God is the greatest. God is great would be Allahu Kabirun, and God is the greatest would be Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar is is not superlative; it's comparative. It's God is greater than dot dot dot. Right, and then the idea is that whatever you put after it, it all works. So there's no point in saying anything because it's universally valid. So uh, whoever says there's got no God except for Allah and Allah is greater. Uh, Allah will uh, Allah will accept that from him. Allah will accept that from him. Sadaqahu Rabbuhu literally means Allah Ta'ala will believe him that he's saying the truth. Uh, but obviously Allah knows if someone's saying the truth or if they're not. But the expression means that what? Allah will accept it from him like a person would accept from somebody who they're like, yeah, I believe you. That trust, you know, means that there's a certain type of uh, a certain type of way of treating that person. Allah will treat a person that person as if he's a truthful person when he says it. Uh, and he will respond by saying, there's no God except for me and I am greater. And when a, when a person says, there's no, la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah, that there's, uh, 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 that there's no God uh, ex- uh, except for Allah alone, and there's no, he has no partner. Allah says, there's no God except for I, by myself, and I have no partner. And when the person says, there's no God except for Allah, to him belongs dominion and to him belongs praise, Allah Ta'ala will say, there's no God except for I, uh, to me belongs dominion, to me belongs praise. And when a person says there is no God except for Allah, uh, and there is no, uh, 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 no force or power except for in Allah, Allah will say there is no God except for I, uh, except, for, except for, uh, 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 for I, and uh, there, is no, uh, there is no power nor force except for in me. Uh, um, and, and then the Nabi Wasallam he further says what? Whoever says this in his illness and dies, uh, the fire will not consume him. The, 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 actually, literally, the, the, the wording is the fire will not even taste him. The fire will not even taste him. The fire won't touch him. Uh, Allah Ta'ala make us from amongst the, 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 the fortunate. I think maybe we have... Uh, uh, we have time for one more, inshallah. Babu istihbabi su'ali ahli al-maridi an halihi. It's a chapter regarding the, um, the recommendedness to ask the family of the sick, about how he's doing. وَعَنْ إِبْنِ أَبَّاسٍ رَضِي اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ أَنَّ عَلِيَّ بْنَ أَبِي طَالِبٍ رَضِي اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهُ خَرَجَ مِنْ عِنْدِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ فِي وَجْعِهِ الَّذِي تُوفِيَ فِيهِ فَقَالَ النَّاسُ يَا أَبَا الْحَسَنِ كَيْفَ أَصْبَحَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ uh, Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu, uh, it's narrated, uh, he narrates that Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu, once he, he went out from the Prophet sallallahu being with the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when he was in the illness from which he passed away, the condition from which he passed away. And uh, the, the people, they, when they'd see him, they would say, Oh, Abul Hasan. Which is one of the kunyas of, of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Hassan is one of them. Abu Turab is another one. Uh, so they say, Oh Abu Hassan, how is, uh, how, 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 how is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this morning? 
and he said alhamdulillah he 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 uh, he he's better um and and this uh, hadith of bukhari now uh obviously uh, uh he, rasulullah sallallahu passed away from that from that illness and this was actually shortly before he passed away and this is a uh, you know there's other athar essentially what 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 happened was um, uh, Abbas himself, radiAllahu anhu, narrates this. He said that he asked Sayyidina Ali, radiAllahu anhu, how is the Prophet sallallahu doing, and he said he seems like he's actually getting better now. And so Sayyidina Abbas, radiAllahu anhu, told him, no, this is a family. This happens in in our family. Uh, that uh, because he's an elder, so he's seen he's seen that their their elders pass away from before. He said this happens that when they're sick really badly, they'll come out of it just a little bit, and it's a sign that they're they're about to go. Uh, and but you know Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala who didn't know that Abbas told him and then the Prophet sallallahu actually passed away shortly thereafter um, but uh, but the people asked and the idea of narrating this as well is that uh, um, the idea of narrating this as well is that you should ask um, you should ask uh, people about their ill family members if you can't visit themselves there's a number of benefits in it one of the benefits is that uh, um that, that that you show you express your concern. People say, "Oh, so and so asked about you." You know, the person knows that they're not forgotten. One of the benefits also is that you should ask in such a way that it also shows your concern to the people, the family members taking care of that sick person, because oftentimes that's a burden as well. And uh, um, you just just show like you know that you praise them for 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 doing that and give them encouragement for doing that and tell them that it's you know that 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 this is an important thing that you're doing. Uh, um, the reason to do the, to, the the way not to do it is to do it in a way that badgers people, huh? The way not to do it is to do it in a way that badgers people, um, like someone's rushing or they're in whatever, and you're like, oh, tell me about this, tell me. and they're like, you know, you're not doing it in a way that helps in any way, shape, or form. Or mashallah, everybody, mashallah, they want to give deen advice and they want to give medical advice as well. So they're like, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. If someone asks you for advice, obviously you should give them if you're like qualified to do so and you know like good advice to give. But don't use it as an occasion to like bludgeon people or guilt trip them or put them into you know more difficulty or annoy them or whatever. The point of it is is what? So that person also feels that, that someone's asking about me and the caregiver themselves also feels like, look, people support me and, and, and I'm doing something good. By, by taking care of the sick and taking care of the ill. Are there any questions?